0: Hey, this is Carla, and this is Jasmine and you're listening to Cracking, cracking the, the coconut, coconut where we tackle taboo conversations in the Filipino community by cracking one
1: coconut at a time. Welcome to Cracking the Coconut episode 2 We are thrilled for you to come and listen and enjoy our presence Whether you are coming back after listening to the pilot Or you're listening to us right now We are super, super excited for you to join us I'm your host, Carla, And
0: my i am also your host jasmine (laughs) uh if it's your first time here like carla said welcome uh so cracking the coconut is where we tackle taboo conversations in the filipino community Mm -hmm. and how uh by cracking one coconut at a time yep and today we are cracking white people claiming things that aren't theirs as they do always because it just seems to always fucking happen it's a theme in america you know what i mean
1: all right, so we're just going to go ahead and dive into it. If you listen to our po- our our pilot, or if you didn't, if you're just joining us now, which is you know perfectly fine if you didn't listen to our pilot, um, but I recommend you do because it's a doozy. Just kidding. I don't know who says that, white people.
0: I don't know. You do say <laughs> words that I have never thought about in my life, but this hey, is, that makes you special.
1: This is how I know that I was a white person in my past life. I just for those that are on tiktok know the let's dance like a white girl challenge watching those videos made me realize i dance like that which just further confirmed that i was a white person in my past life
0: it's ironic that you're saying that while we're talking
1: about colonizers uh, yes i know it's, it's really weird. ironic <laughs> Anyway, so let's just dive into it like i said if you listen to our part pod- our pilot episode or if you're just joining us now that this situation that happened in 2020 summer of 2020 this is the reason why we have this podcast this is the seed that was planted into our brains and now we have this baby called cracking the coconut so essentially what ha- happened was, well, happy was. what ha- happened was in summer of 2020 these four white guys in DC decided to open up a wine bar called Barcada. And if you don't know, what barcada means it is a spanish derived word and it means boatload however when you translate it into the filipino language and it gets weaved within the filipino community and all these ideals of camaraderie are put into it barcada essentially means a group of really close homies it's your people your ride or die you wouldn't call your barcada to your classmates or your batchmates or whoever. You and- said batchmates? Yes, batchmates. Do you know what that is?
0: I've never heard of the term batchmates. It reminds me of like a bachelorette party or like your bachelor <laughs> party. And it's like, oh, my batchmates are here.
1: Okay. Anyway, so if you don't know what batchmates is, batchmate is, you know how you have your classmates, your class of 2007 or your class of 2008 or whatever? Okay. Um, So in the Philippines, they say batchmates. So it's essentially the people, the classmates you grew up with that you're graduating with. And it's really cute Mm. because my mom, my uncles, my mom... I think I said my mom. Like, she has two moms. I got cool. yo lesbian. Okay, anyways, no, my mom is straight, or she, I don't know. She could have. We don't know. We don't know. I never asked. Can't and assume. You know, what I'm can't saying? assume. Anyway, but my aunties, they all they still reunite with their classmates, so they're always like, oh, I'm hanging out with my batchmate Susan. I think it's really cute. So that they're saying batchmate. That's interesting. I've never yeah. heard of
0: of that using a sentence, or mm. I've always thought it was like, oh, my classmate, or yeah. like, oh, my friend from back in the day. Yeah.
1: Well, here in the U.S., your classes tend to be pretty big Unless you're in a really small town Where your senior class could be 45 mm-hmm. My senior class was 700 something Jesus. So it's pretty large In my high school I think we only had like 350 students in the whole school Damn yeah, yeah So school. I think in the Philippines It's a lot smaller than that So it makes sense for there to be a lot of camaraderie Which continuing mm. on <laughs> Reminds me barcada. So barcada is a very endearing term Barcada as I said, is a Spanish-derived word that means boatload. And our ancestors, our Filipino ancestors, uh, Filipino prisoners, were shipped from their homeland of the Philippines. And there were boatloads of Filipino prisoners and shipped off. And during their struggle of trying to survive, they made these bonds. They made bonds with the other people on the ship to help help for their survival and so when these four white guys from dc decided to use the word barcada and water it down to some trendy fancy word for their hipster bar it's really disrespectful definitely appropriation and we didn't automatically assume it was appropriation i mean in the back of my head i felt like it was however we did a little research we dived more into it and because there was also part of me, well, what if these four white guys lived in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. What if they had lived there for the past 10 years and completely immersed themselves in the Filipino culture, traveling from region to region and living amongst the Filipino people? There's yeah. so many different languages. There's so many different regions. We watch uh, Sunny, who is a YouTuber. He has this YouTube... The best
0: ever food review show. Yes, that the is... Show. Yeah,
1: that's what the... And it's this guy and he is a food reviewer and he's also been living in Vietnam Mm -hmm. for the past several years. Yeah, past few
0: years. He's like, he's this guy from like Minnesota, this Mm -hmm. white guy. And he he grew up and he's very like, he lets the audience know like, hey, I grew up eating like, chicken nuggets or whatever but he's out here in vietnam and he's traveling different parts of the world um you know in particular asia especially Mm -hmm. now because he can't really travel too far because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. but he's here eating like the foods that are like wild like you know that that a white guy who from minnesota you don't think would eat Mm -hmm. you know he's eating different types of like fish or like Mm -hmm. different parts of the the animal that are um you know like there's this one episode where he drank blood. Oh yeah. That was like raw blood. And it mm-hmm. was, it was combined with like spices and veggies mm-hmm. and herbs or whatever. But that was pretty wild. To yeah. See. But you know, with Sonny, what I really like about his show is that he completely, like you said, immerses himself into the culture. Mm-hmm. He's not like, Oh, that's gross. You know, yeah. he like tries to understand the people, um, why they do things the way they do. And he's learning, you know, he's actually learning and, Um, supporting it and embracing Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. He's not there to just take it and like, I'm going to make some money off of, um, you know, Asian culture or Asian food just to show the world like, wow, a white guy did it.
1: Yeah. And I think if Sunny were to come out to the US and open up a Vietnamese restaurant, I know that he would execute it in a way that was not disrespectful, in a way that truly embodies the culture. I know he would hire staff and a chef Mm -hmm. and he would execute it in a way that was not disrespectful, in a way where the culture is truly preserved and even hire staff from Vietnam as well. All right. Um, You know, as we mentioned in the pilot, you know,
0: we're going through the comments and trying to figure out more and learn more about the story and this whole situation with Barcada. And we found that down the line as we're going through the comments, Filipinos and Filipino Americans were on completely different ends of opinion on this. You know, you had some people who were like, yes, support it. Keep the name. There's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other side of people who are like, hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) They're like, hold up, you know, this isn't right. You know, you're not representing the Filipino in in the light that it should be, Mm -hmm. um, you know, shined upon. And so I read a quote Mm -hmm. from one of the owners and they said that it didn't matter. It didn't matter what their name was. You know, they just, uh, it didn't matter if it was another language. They said they just didn't want to name it Posse or Homies Mm -hmm. or Click. And to me, this came off as you're not creative one Mm -hmm. and two you already had intentions of moving carelessly with your name yeah you know a name for a brand from what i've seen and learned through the years you already had intentions of how you're coming across to people Mm -hmm. you know a brand to me and what i've seen through the years is very important to your identity as um you continue your business it's the identity to to what you see to for clients for customers um and how you present yourself and from the jump this guy did it all wrong because you didn't care like Mm -hmm. you really really didn't care so when you apologized it didn't mean anything because you knew you you didn't feel like you actually messed up
1: you only felt like you messed up because people started to call you out on your shit hearing about how he didn't care in the first place, it was in a different language, just shows how much of a culture vulture he truly is. Because, so these are white guys, but who knows what their lineage is, if they're Italian, maybe they're Polish or whatever. Why not choose a word that means group of friends that encompasses their heritage and maybe they didn't do it because they don't have a personal connection to being polish or italian if you didn't have a connection to what your blood lineage is then why do you have a connection to a filipino word Uh Uh and also showing that you don't care like you were saying they didn't care from the get-go because I've never opened up a restaurant before, never opened up a business, but I do know it does take a lot of paperwork, a lot of planning. So if they opened this summer of 2020, there was probably a whole year before that of planning, which meant you stamp barcada on paperwork long before it even opened. Mm -hmm. So you went into it like not caring at all. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: one thing that I was thinking about as we were, you know, talking about this topic, you know, off camera and everything, I was thinking about how D.C. is such a special place. Mm -hmm. Right. So in D.C., a lot of world people from the world go there not only as tourists, but also world relations. Right. So I think out of all places, this should be this should be a spot where you're like, you know what? Let's represent. Right. Yeah. You know, say for example, if a Filipino family who was visiting D.C. came down the street and and they saw, oh, Mm barcada, you know, like oh, yeah, let's eat some Filipino food. Like, let's see how they, um, how they do Filipino food in America. You know, and they're probably all excited. Mm -hmm. But say they go into the bar and they're like, look at the menu. Where's where's the panse? Where's where's the lumpia? You know, there's. There's nothing here. Yeah. Like, like, why are there white people on the wall? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, where, where is um? I thought this was Filipino. Like, mm-hmm. how, how confusing can that be? You yeah. know, like, like the English language is already confusing to to spell, to read, to speak. Yeah, like how, like, how confusing is that for like identity? You know, mm-hmm.
1: is that if if a family walked through that? Yeah, and touching on that though, so. There is a Barcada restaurant in Hollywood, California. Mm -hmm. It's right by a vegan restaurant that we love so dearly. (laughs) Do me. Do me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on. Like I said, there is a Barcada restaurant in Hollywood. It's Filipino owned. They do a lot of Filipino events. Mm-hmm. And I've never personally been to that restaurant, but I've driven past it numerous times. And when I read Barcada, I automatically assumed that it was a Filipino restaurant because as someone who is Filipino, I know what Barcada means. Um, and so seeing that, I was like, oh, cool. There's a Filipino restaurant restaurant in hollywood and i think mm-hmm. that's really cool and i was like oh cool yeah Representation. It's right in the middle
0: of hollywood too mm-hmm. it's not like offset in another um city near hollywood mm-hmm. you know it's right primed there for everybody to see and i think that's really cool too because if people came across it they know, wow, this is Filipino food. I never knew what Filipino food was, but here I am in the middle of Hollywood, mm-hmm. able to, to taste it and try it.
1: Yeah, or if a Filipino tourists from either the Philippines or maybe just in a different state come to visit Hollywood and maybe they're looking for something to eat and they see barcada, they're like, oh, maybe we will check this place out and see how they do their mm-hmm. Filipino food. And yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think, too,
0: what... I like when I go to Filipino establishments is, you know, I feel home. Yeah. You know, I just feel comfort, you know, that comfort food. And sometimes you you miss that. You want that Mm -hmm. if you're not around it all the time. So just an update, right? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at their Instagram right now. Okay. And... I don't see their apology note on their website anymore. So in their apology, they stated that they will be considering changing their name. This was back in August when this whole fiasco was happening. But now I'm actually looking at their website. I mean, their, their Instagram. And <laughs> for October, they said, today marks the beginning of Italian American Heritage Month and Filipino American History Month. Come by for happy hour and enjoy $2 off wine by the glass chow hashtag chow hashtag mabuhay are you fucking kidding me bro you had no intentions to put fucking filipino shit on here and then now i'm scrolling more right as we continue mm-hmm. the months uh there's here they have Tanduay rum so finally they decided to put a fucking uh filipino liquor Tanduay is one of the most mm-hmm. uh popular filipino liquors there um So they put Y on here. They also
1: put Filipino Fridays. It feels like they're trying too hard or saving face or trying to... Because in the original apology letter, they said that they... Like you said, they're considering changing the name because of all the backlash. They realized that in light of everything... And mind you, this happened summer of 2020. There was a lot of tension in the air, racial tension, just... It was a very uneasy time on top of it being the middle of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so they realized that in light of everything that their execution of using a Filipino endearing term if endearing Filipino term was off kilter and just executed in all the wrong ways possible. They realized that even though they had to go through all that paper. I don't know who fucking lit this.
0: (laughs) Uh, Probably some, you know lawyer or somebody who studied education with businesses and thought yeah you know what cool i'm gonna sign off on it um you'll get a check i'll
1: get a check cool yeah but now it seems as if they're saving face like okay well maybe we're gonna keep our kind name but to make all the filipinos happy we're gonna do this when you had no intention of doing it in the first place yeah Okay, so I have a question, right? Yes. Considering all the
0: tensions of the, pa- of the past year, do you think this situation would have been as increasingly a problem or an issue?
1: Hmm. I think yes, because... So if these four guys, if this was, say, 1990, and these four guys decided to open up a wine bar in D.C. called Barcada, if this all happened, but we were in the 90s or maybe even the 80s, there wouldn't be too much noise about it because at this at that point in time yes there were people standing up for who they were and just standing up and calling out other people, it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. I think it really takes our generation, we're millennials, and even the generation after us, Gen Z, to really realize that, no, you know what? What these white people are doing are appropriating our beautiful culture and our heritage, and it's time we fight back, stand up for ourselves and take back what is ours. We're fighting back. We're realizing that what people are doing, what white people do when they take things that's not theirs and twisting it and turning it into something trendy or fun or palatable, that it is um, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so if there wasn't anything happening um, with the black community last year. On a wide
0: scale level. On a
1: wide scale level that there would still be a lot of noise because, you know, this generation, our generation and the generation after us, it's like, it's not fucking okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely not new that people stand up for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I
0: think with the, you know, the the use of social media and and Mm -hmm. the increase, it definitely has caught fire Mm -hmm. with things like these. Um, And I think that you know, obviously there's things that we can do to stand up more for like our own rights and and expressions Mm -hmm. um, and uh, our representation for our own cultures. But, you know, this is something that because it came to light, people felt strongly about. Yeah. You know, and, and, the push was to to have these people see, I guess I'm trying to understand now that we have this information mm-hmm. of them implementing Filipino Fridays, putting like Filipino wines, Filipino liquor in their in their menu. Do I think it's okay to still continue barcata? No. Yeah. Because I know how it started and from what I'm seeing in in their their feeds, their their social media and how they're they're rolling out things, it still doesn't show anything.
1: The rollout of Barcada now, their social rollout, having Filipino Fridays, having Filipino liquor and all that stuff, it's just saving face. You know, mm-hmm. they they deleted their apology letter, so who knows if they're actually going to change their name. To something else And Mm -hmm. not having barcada anymore Who knows And they're just erasing Essentially what they're doing Is erasing history And erasing what they did last summer To cover up In hopes that people will forget about it Or people who never knew About what happened in 2020 Will see this and be Oh my gosh, this is so amazing This is great representation Because I can see that this was news. This was huge news for a lot of Filipino Americans and Filipinos back home in the Philippines. and But it wasn't huge worldwide, nationwide, is on your side. <laughs> it wasn't huge news like that. But it was yeah. new, huge news within the community. And I think they're trying to save face and erasing that history. Like they've continued to do by erasing our fucking culture. Oh, yes,
0: They've been doing that shit. Yes. So as much as the problem started with these white guys and them naming their establishment barcada, the interesting part came when we looked at the divide between Filipinos, Filipino Americans and their opinions on this particular situation.
1: Yes. So to reiterate, um, because I don't think we mentioned it in this episode, at least in the pilot, we did one of the reasons why this podcast exists is because our eyes Especially mine were truly open to the fact that there is such a huge divide between Filipino Americans, Filipinos back home, and even older generation Filipinos who immigrated to the US at a much later age. Mm-hmm. And being filipino i know how much there how much camaraderie there is within our community it's one of my favorite parts about being filipino you create bonds and connections so quickly with other filipinos we see another filipino on tv whether that's half shout out olivia rodrigo um <laughs> i freaking love her she is manifesting speaking to exist we will interview olivia rodrigo on this podcast one day just putting it out Heard to
0: here first <laughs>
1: Um, But yeah, so whether we see full Filipinos or even half Filipinos on our TV, we get super excited because we're, yes, like, that's awesome representation. We have such connection and bond just by being Filipino. And so in my head, going into it and reading all these comments, whether that's on this Filipino Facebook group that we're in or the comments on Instagram, I thought we were all going to be on the same side. I thought we were all going to be, this is cultural appropriation, or I don't think this is a good idea. Mm. Or maybe some Filipinos saying, you know, I can see your intent was good and positive, but I think you could have executed executed it in a much better way. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: would think that Filipinos would really support each other and kind of blanket mm-hmm. each other and be like, no, we got you. This isn't right. Yeah. So let's get to the comments. Yes. I saved this from back in August. Okay. From an Instagram post that I had um, seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they say, keep the name. Do not rename it. I am Filipino, born, bred, and (laughs) water-fed. You guys have a brilliant idea, and you guys meaning barcada. I support it 100%. Don't mind the whiners. They are all Karens whom you shouldn't pay attention to.
1: You know what? Whenever... So sometimes I be forgetting about this whole fiasco because I'm just living life. I am thriving. I am doing my thing. But whenever we bring back up Barcada 2020 fiasco and reread some of these comments, I get so riled up and so angry Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, see...
0: I think Carla had a little more patience when responding to these comments mm-hmm. and and reading all these other opinions because I got really really frustrated. Like I felt this burning in my chest, and I was just like, I can't do this. I had to throw my phone on the other side of the mm-hmm. room, be like, I gotta take a pause because it's really really frustrating hearing this. Like, also this person called us Karens. Are are we white? Are we
1: complaining? <laughs> <laughs> are we calling management? Are we th- throwing a fit? Are we getting haircuts in the middle of a pandemic?
0: <laughs> wrong use of of Karen. word here, guy of Karen. So I responded, mm-hmm. "Nah, you got it all wrong. Your mentality is exactly that brainwash mentality many Filipinos fell into when colonizers." infiltrated the island and forced their ideologies on the indigenous people how can you not understand that this acceptance is embedded in you because your ancestors complied with what the white man wanted they stole land and culture and claimed it as their own in 2020 they're still doing the same thing I don't agree that is called brilliant Mm. deep how
1: deep is your (laughs) love?
0: these comments are crazy
1: okay let me let's continue on because i got some comments (laughs) for you let me tell you i be saving receipts my mom taught me to always say always save receipts mind you she was probably talking about save receipts from from, macy's from macy's (laughs) grocery store not receipts of drama but i do it because one you just you never know also it's to protect yourself (laughs) <laughs> okay, anyways, continuing on. So I have some comments and these are from a Filipino Facebook group that Jasmine and I are a part of. It's a fun group to be in. A lot of people are sharing their small businesses, sharing recipes, fun memes, but sometimes get things get political people bring up really taboo topics and the comments are all over the place and i'm sitting there Mm -hmm. frustrating sometimes i'm crying about things because i get so passionate about it and i have to take a break anyways continuing on so one person says i hope they change their minds they as in barcada wine owner wine owners barcada owners I hope they realize that these so-called ju- social justice warriors don't speak for the majority of us. We know how to fight our battles and fight real ones, not artificial ones. Continuing on, here's another comment. And I quote, You are so right. People these days in America, especially the younger generation, not all but a lot, have so much time in their hands. Instead of doing something productive, they're destructive. And then, one more comment, because they are copycats of the other minorities who have real causes and they think those are so cool. So they also find so-called causes to fight for our community that they could fight for. It gets so frustrating and All these comments are coming from a place of ignorance, entitlement. And what's crazy is sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the times we'll rebuttal these comments and kind of explain why it's cultural appropriation or why it is a real cause and not a fake cause to fight about. And, you know, we'll back it up with articles and things like that. And they still refuse to listen. Yeah, yeah. Like thi-
0: oh sorry go for it I'm gonna mention about that that middle comment that mm-hmm. you talked about and saying how these young people have many time a lot of time on their hands and and pretty much um, are doing destructive things mm-hmm. like there's nothing about this that is destructive mm-hmm. in 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 our opinions about yeah. why this is wrong mm-hmm. you know I think there's something that's going on where they feel like when someone actually fights and stands up for something or, or believes in, in a very uh, passionate way that it's wrong. And, mm-hmm. and I think it goes back to, you know, how Filipinos and like Asians have to be presented in a, Oh yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Like, yes. Bitch. Okay. <laughs> you know, compliant in every single fucking way. When, when, mm-hmm. When that's where you get in trouble.
1: Like like what's the point of holding back your opinion and being mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm yeah, I'm this <laughs> Okay, yes, and it goes back to the question you asked me of uh, several minutes ago about if considering the tension of last year, would there be so much noise around this? And it and it brings me back to what I was saying, eighties, nineties there wasn't so much noise around it but it's this generation, our generation and the future generation Gen Z who are fighting back because they realize they're not going to sit down and be demure. They're going to make noise. They're going to make good trouble. Mm-hmm. And they're shout out Sherry. They're going to do what they can to continue preserving our heritage, yeah. because if you sit back and not do anything, it starts off with taking a word. It yeah. starts off that one little thing, and then it's what else can we take from the Filipino people? Yeah, yeah. How exactly. else can we modernly colonize them? Yeah, uh, you know I
0: agree, and, and I think too that goes back to like how we're saying, like off camera, we're saying how you know a lot of our our elders are like you know passing away Mm -hmm. and these are the people who actually truly have experienced you know more of our filipinoness Mm -hmm. and we should learn from them Yeah. so when a white person goes ahead and like cancels that or like this filipino people cancel that for Mm us it shows that like what else are we gonna have we're not gonna have anything else to learn and to keep
1: yeah because it's just gonna be like cleared away and washed away especially for filipino americans who have Assimilated into the Western culture. So, Jasmine and I, we don't speak the language fluently. We don't speak Tagalog or Ilocano or Visaya. I live in an Ilocano family. I'm from an Ilocano <laughs> family. So, there was no reason to teach me my native tongue because I was going to go to American schools. I was going to be speaking English. N- Essentially 100% of the time. So there was no reason to teach me. So already there, I'm getting a little bit of my essence or my Filipino essence, in a sense, erased mm-hmm. from me because I don't know the language. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't make me any less Filipino than people who do speak the language. Yeah.
0: So in addition to, you know, like you were saying, the experience of mm-hmm. Filipino Americans, right? And and assimilating to American culture. Um, I sent this message to in response to somebody on 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 the thread as well so i said and this is in response to having like a better understanding so i said come to america and come see the reality of cultural appropriation and how the white man takes from many cultures and makes it their own Mm -hmm. there's a difference when cultures can immerse together and be respected and acknowledged that is not the case in america and surely not the case with this restaurant Your mindsets are different because you do not live here. You do not see the reality of how harmful this is. Yes, to some, it may just be a word and some may easily be wowed by how a Filipino name is on an American business, but that is not okay. If you truly have pride in yourselves and your country, then you will try your hardest to understand why this is a problem. Do not bash Filipino Americans for defending Filipino representation. And please stop defending white America. Mm. So, you know, with that, it's it's hard to explain to Filipinos who have never lived in America and mm-hmm. experienced America being Filipino in America. Yes, how it is to truly be that. Yes. you know, they just have this identity or like um they just have this opinion and view of America
1: being great and just being a land of opportunity and like a land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. And. You- Sorry to kind of cut you off there, but I just wanted to really quickly insert myself um, and say, yes, America does have a lot of opportunity. I am fully blessed and fully grateful. And I do recognize that I have a lot of privilege living in America and being Filipino American. I was able to get a degree, own a car, um, have really awesome career choices. So that totally, totally get. but there is this idea of what America is that I think a lot of Filipinos back home truly don't understand because what they're seeing is whatever American, whatever media they're consuming. Filipinos back home in the Philippines, because they live with the majority Filipinos, um, and yes, there are non-Filipinos who live out in the Philippines, um, but because they're not faced with certain prejudices or appropriation, maybe that's why they can't understand or grasp the idea. Because if you don't face it or see it all the time or experience it or hear stories of people who have experienced racial injustice, maybe that's why they it's hard for them to understand or believe that it's true. Maybe they think that it's just all media play. It's all talk, but it doesn't really happen. So everyone could be swayed to this idea of racism or appropriation. Mm -hmm. And that idea doesn't actually exist. It's all the media. It's what they're doing. So maybe that's why. Or maybe they're just so stuck on the idea of America is so great that they don't want to believe that there are negative There are negative parts to America. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I believe that America can be really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a special country. It's probably the most unique country in the world because you're able to have all these ethnicities and all these cultures combined together. Mm -hmm. And to me, that sounds fucking beautiful. It reminds me of like this like dope ass looking bouquet of flowers. That's like when you look at it, it's like, yo, that shit's fire. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really fallen short yeah you know all these cultures are not appreciated in the way that they should be they're Mm -hmm. not acknowledged in the way they should be people aren't acknowledged in the way they should be Mm -hmm. and so that's why we really really have to fight voice our opinions and let it be known that that whatever is weighing us down is wrong whatever is limiting us in this Mm -hmm. country is wrong so you know these filipinos back in the country who, you know, mm-hmm. have not experienced living in America and don't know how, what we go through on a daily, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's, that's where the divide is. Mm-hmm. You know, all they see is, wow, Filipino in an American establishment. That's so great. Wow. We're being seen, but you're not being seen. Mm-hmm. If this establishment really took the time to help, Create their space into a Filipino experience, and you know, an ode to Filipino, any everything that is representation, and that's mm-hmm. something to be proud of. You know, you're limiting yourself to just this name, mm-hmm. and that that's not right. That's not what your idea of America is. Mm-hmm. Your idea of America is being seen, being being appreciated, and being uh. Being shown to the world, Mm -hmm. but you're not, and and there's so much more to just having that little little nameplate, Mm -hmm. you know, being Filipino, and and the the beauty of Filipino culture is more than that, and I feel like they're not understanding that they're they're minimizing their worth, Mm. and and I think it's it's the front that's so frustrating to 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 see because we're trying to let them know, be like, hey. This isn't right. Cultural cultural appropriation is real in America. Yes, this this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know why they hold so tightly to that the idea that America is so wonderful. I feel like I feel like too when we talk about
1: this stuff, my mind gets so jumbled because it's so frustrating, and there's so much. There's so much. There's so much. And there was so much that happened last year. All we have are a couple of screenshots of some comments and just rereading gets me so frustrated. And like you were saying about how there's an idea of what America is and their Filipinos back home. So... So Filipinos here in America, Americans can quickly recognize what appropriation is. We can see it. We could recognize it. We can point it out because it's in our faces all the time. And it's even things that we've even experienced ourselves I remember growing up and my mom would make rice and chicken adobo for my baon, my lunch, my packed lunch I would take to school. And my classmates would think it was weird or stinky. And they were the ones bringing in cup of noodles, some basic like peanut butter and jelly, bologna and cheese on Wonder Bread. And I had this wonderful feast before me but i couldn't season feast but i couldn't appreciate appreciate it and on top i was getting made fun of because my food was stinky and weird and that happens to a lot of people not just filipino americans Mm -hmm. but a lot of from people who have culture essentially Mm -hmm. and that bring food to a workplace a workplace like
0: some people might be scared to go even like heat up their fish yes because they're afraid that the whole freaking cafeteria is going to smell like Hot fish
1: <laughs> Hot fish Oh that's what she be Smelling like too After a long summer day At Warped Tour <laughs> Just kidding Just kidding um, Wash your coochies everybody But yes So Oh okay So that totally reminds me Of a time of. So this happened Pre-COVID When we were still working At our previous employment Someone from One of the news stations That you know, in L.A., KNX, brought these Japanese rice crackers. If you know me, I love rice crackers. And I used to live in Japan, was a military kid. So I grew up eating these assorted rice crackers all the time. And I was excited. So obviously, I dipped my little fingers and took some to my desk. And it was out there at the table for everyone to share. It was in the communal kitchen. And one of the guys from audio, uh, let's call him Kevin, he goes to the kitchen and he first he's really excited. Oh yes, food, crackers. And so he puts some in a little coffee cup and he takes a bunch and puts it in his mouth and the second it touches his tongue, his unseasoned palate <laughs> regurgitates this wonderful delicious rice cracker mix and is just like completely disgusted. And right then and there I felt so offended. It's okay if you don't like certain dishes from other cultures. We all have different palates. Some are more seasoned than others, and that is okay, but you don't have to be rude about it. He made it seem as if he licked his tongue on dog shit. That's <laughs> oh how it looked, and I was I was looking at this white boy just so offended and completely disgust Oh, it gets me so mad. I'm looking at over the uh, Over to my coworker at the time Other Filipino And we're both just like Did that just really And we were trying to explain In a very nice Oh they're Japanese rice crackers They're really good Someone from KNX brought them to share Share their I don't know if it was a Japanese person Who brought these rice crackers Mm -hmm. But say they were Maybe they were just trying to share A little bit of their heritage A little bit of their culture To all the staff members And this guy completely I don't know. He could have just said, oh, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know what? My taste buds aren't a fan of this. Who wants the rest? Yeah. And I would have raised my hand and be like, give that to me, Kevin. <laughs> I am down for the rice crackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... But that is our reality. That is things that we witness. We go through. We go Ameri- through. Filipino Americans, Asian Americans. And so when we see something like four white guys taking a name, an endearing term like barcada and these guys who have never immersed themselves in Filipino culture, it's really disrespectful. So we are able to see appropriation and prejudice and call it out. Going back, I know we already mentioned some of the comments. We read through some of the comments, Mm -hmm. but it just reminds me of one of the comments from one of the Filipino people in this group, how they were saying that we're social justice warriors. Um, And whoever wrote that, They were trying to it seemed like they were trying to belittle us and make it seem as if being a warrior or fighting for us and standing up for us was a bad thing Mm -hmm. so it kind of inadvertently his comment didn't make sense to me because in my head i'm like yeah we're standing up and you know what's freaking crazy some of these filipinos in the comments We're telling us we don't need you to defend us. We can defend ourselves just fine. We don't need you. You, you, you. You You, as an American. So, And it's it's this weird division because on one side, they love America. And they love whatever representation they can get. But on the other side of it, they're also criticizing us for being American. Yeah.
0: I think there's definitely an envy there. Yeah. Yeah, an envy that we're in America okay i don't know it's kind of like a crab mentality where it's like oh yeah you can't get out i'm gonna take you back down i'm gonna take you i'm gonna take your other foot we're all gonna (laughs)
1: yeah you know you're gonna stay in this pot with us yeah because and that's the thing so filipino americans are trying to educate filipinos in the philippines in Educating and saying, "Hey, this is this is what happens. This is every day." And it's the they were li- That's the reality, and they weren't listening to us. If I wanted to know more about government corruption and drug trades or whatever, or human trafficking that happens in the Philippines, yes, I would ask another Filipino who lives out there who experienced, and I would listen to them because I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. live in the Philippines. I I don't experience their government every single day, so I really don't know. So if a Filipino in the Philippines was trying to educate me and say hey this is what happens to those girls who work at the bars this is what happens how human trafficking has risen or decreased over the years i would listen to them because Mm -hmm. they know they live there so the opposite when we're trying to tell them hey this is not the true representation you want like i promise it's actually appropriate they don't really care um they don't want to listen
0: yeah It's really crazy. And like we said, the conversation doesn't stop here. Mm -hmm. It's really an ongoing thing. And we haven't hit even half the points that we wanted to talk about because Mm -hmm. there's things that in conversation will always come up and ideas that will come up. So let us know, like, do you agree with us? Do you think that Barkata is actually, you know, since they added Filipino Fridays, they started adding Tandoai to their menu.
1: Is it okay now? Are they trying? Are we going to forgive them? And yes, so if you want to add on to this conversation, because like we said, this is the end of the discussion conversation of this particular episode. But the conversation in general goes on and on and on and on. So if you have something to say, if you disagree, agree, if there's something maybe you found offensive and you want to call us out on it, we're keeping an open mind. We're here to learn ourselves and learn all the viewpoints, a 360 viewpoint, because how are we mm-hmm. going to do better unless we know better? So go ahead, hit us up on our social media. We are at Cracking the Coconut, which is Instagram and Facebook. And we're also at Cracking the Coco, Twitter and TikTok. Yes, and also check out our website. It's Cracking the Coconut dot com. Yee. Um, that is all for today. I'm Carla. I'm Jasmine. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful, fantastic day, evening, week, whatever. And we will see you in the next episode.